That's my local train, if you heard that. Sorry. <laughs> I've got the window that. shut and everything. <laughs> it's a little um, steam train at the bottom of the hill. It goes, woo! Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Nancy McKay. Nancy was introduced to us by her podcast PR. Nancy McKay is a certified life coach living in Lakewood, Colorado, with her husband Jimmy and her two rescue besties Maggie and Tommy. Nancy's life experiences of growing up in an alcoholic household, being sober for over 10 years herself and an ovarian cancer survivor gives her a unique perspective of becoming empowered to heal later in life. Nancy has earned her certification as a Wayfinder life coach from Martha Beck Inc, as well as a mind-body eating coach from the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. Nancy also spends a great deal of time working with horses, honing her skills, while she's training to become a certified equus coach through the Coel Institute for Equus Coaching. This diverse background and experience in training provides her clients multiple resources for healing and growth. Nancy also serves as Vice President on the Board of Directors for the Colorado Ovarian Cancer Alliance. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Nancy McKay of Amazing Outlook Coaching. Thanks for joining me, Nancy. Great to speak to you today. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be here. So I love your business name, Amazing Outlook Coaching. It's, it's, it's conjuring up all sorts of uh, exciting thoughts about our conversation today. So tell me a bit about what you do and where you do it. Well, I'm a life coach. I'm in Lakewood, Colorado, which is a a small suburb southwest of Denver. And I just love working with women who are going through, um, you know, major transition in their life. And they need uh, some guidance and and help getting out on the other side of it. Lovely. So I'm just going to throw this one in there because I know you um, must hear this all the time. Whenever you mentioned Denver it just reminds me of um, John Denver (laughs) (laughs) he was all there Colorado and um, that's right mountains all that stuff yeah that was part of my childhood (laughs) oh definitely definitely and definitely part of my childhood as well so So, we've got that out of the way I'm sure everyone says that (laughs) (laughs) so um let's talk so do you and do you work from home I do work from home yeah Lovely. And do you have an office or do you work from places around the house? I I do have an office, which is uh, 
a converted bedroom. So mm -hmm. I just took it over and um, we've re just repainted and reorganized it. And it's a it's a really lovely room. Ah, oh, sounds good. I, I have a lovely office and I keep finding myself working everywhere else in the house but the office. So I think I've developed some sort of <laughs> version to feeling like I'm doing work when I'm in the office. So I obviously just swan around pretending I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> so your focus um, with the sorts of people that you work with comes, I think, from your own experience as, as it, it sometimes does for us so so tell exactly. us a bit about how you got to where you are in terms of, of why you do what you do well the the impetus to start um, a coaching business came kind of started in 2015 when I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and as I was going through treatment and and for a period of time afterward, I realized that my perspective on life was changing and that I was no longer enamored of the mm -hmm. corporate job that I had and that I wanted to do something that fed my soul and, and felt like I was giving back and doing something that was more purposeful. And so I, I've always been a self-development junkie. And um, I read a book by Martha Beck in 2018 that changed everything for me. And uh, actually it was, yeah, 2018. And, and so I, I went through her coaching program and my life has done a, a 180. Uh, I recently retired from my corporate job um, in April, and my my goal is to help as many women as I possibly can overcome the fear and the uh, false beliefs that we all have about um, getting through difficult situations. In, and in 2009, I um, quit drinking. And so that's another element of my, of my story that uh, I use, <laughs> you know, my mm -hmm. experience yes. is the best teacher, right? And, yeah. and so I use that as a uh, example that you can do hard things. Mm -hmm. And is this with people or women generally regardless of their sort of um work situation um or is it corporate people who run their own businesses no, is there any of that women yeah. women in general um mm -hmm. and i find that working with women that are over 50 they have a uh just a different set of circumstances generally you know they're getting older they're worried that they've kind of miss the boat they're afraid it's too late to start something new and and that sort of thing but I have a lot of clients that are under 50 as well so um, mm. but I, I work with uh, I haven't done any corporate work per se mm -hmm. it's interesting as well I think through my sort of experience as a 
um, a consultant and coach over the last sort of 13 years, people within organisations and, you know, so people with corporate jobs, quite often their development comes from what's sort of provided within their organisation and they don't always look outside of that. And I was exactly the same, you know, when I worked in corporate for, I don't know what it was, 18 years or so, uh, all, I, I worked for big companies and the, the development I had was was driven by what was available within the organisation. I did read you know, business books out, or not, maybe not business books, development books outside of that, but mm-hmm. it's certainly not in the way that I do now mm-hmm. without that sort of corporate, I don't know if it's protection or or, or gatekeeping or, or whatever. I don't know. Is, is that Was that your experience in corporate? Well, it was. Uh, I work for a wonderful company who was pretty forward thinking, fortunately, and um, they, their, uh, you know, mission statement was to work from a place of authenticity and, uh, you know, understanding that the thoughts that you have um, drive everything. So if you are having negative thoughts, it's going to have a negative impact. And, And if you think positively and collaboratively, then you're going to have a better experience. And and so in that regard, the the corporate environment that I was in was was really quite wonderful. Um, it's it was just the day to day work that, uh, you know, didn't didn't uh, provide a sense of fulfillment for me. Mm mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about your transition from corporate employee to business owner, because, you know, quite a lot of people do take that route, um, particularly sort of a bit later on in their career. Um, Mm -hmm. How did that, I mean, obviously you had a catalyst for doing that, but how did you approach that? And and what what tips have you got for people who who are making that transition? Well, I've done it before. Uh, I had been in the oil and gas industry, which is the industry that I just left um, prior to 1996, when I was laid off and was able to be retrained in a uh, new industry. So I went to interior design school and I was a kitchen and bath designer for uh, quite a few years uh, in a support role at first. And then I started my own business there. And it's a, you know, the transition for me, I've always had an entrepreneurial streak running through me and I've uh, worked for other people um, as a necessity and not necessarily as a desire. (laughs) And I've always wanted to work for myself. And so for me, it's a, the transition comes with knowing that I can do anything that I set my mind to and being able to ask for help. Um, And in that regard, I mean um, talking to people who have done it before and can tell me um, you know, give me some resources, tell me 
you know, where I can find things or give me some mentorship, that sort of thing. Um, mm. And it's, you know, being able to allow yourself to be vulnerable and and ask for help when you need it, I find is really critical. And especially when you're working by yourself and for yourself, you know, you've you've lost your collaboration uh, training wheels sort of thing, mm -hmm. you know, your, your support system that you used to work with, you know, you mm -hmm. used to have people down the hall from you that you could go and say, you know, how do I take care of this? Or what's the best way to go about that? And now you don't have that unless no. you utilize um, some mentorship and create your tribe and, um, you know, open yourself up to learn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's learn. You're learning things from a whole different perspective all over again, you know, and yeah, it's, it's a challenge. It's interesting. I did a survey at the beginning of the year of home based coaches and consultants and uh, one of all the, you know, the, the top things that came out as being a problem with working from home was around isolation and lack of, people as you say to sort of bounce ideas off to to ask questions of and so on um so you know that that was consistent with with what you said and i think um sometimes the difficulties around um not wanting to show that vulnerability that you mentioned you know that that there seem to be all these sort of successful people around you and if you said oh i don't actually know how to do that or or, you know, I haven't got any clients yet, you know, or I've got, I've had one client, but I've not, not, you know, got a steady pipeline or whatever. In, when I just think about like local networking environments here from when I sort of first started, a lot of people turn up and it's a bit like social media now, you know, I, I started a business 15 years ago. Um, and then it was just like it is now on social media, everyone's sort of selling the best life you know you go there and you think everybody's really successful everyone's working and getting loads of money or whatever it is you you sort of perceive of course the reality being they wouldn't be at all the networking events if they were working with clients all the time so exactly. <laughs> there's a certain um there's a certain uh, you know issue with that but it, it is quite difficult to to ask for help as you say and, and admit that you're not where you want to be yet for a lot of people isn't that right and i think uh you just touched on something that I found to be um, really true. You know, it, it's very powerful is that they wouldn't be there unless they needed to get new business. But at the same time, that's my local train. If you heard that, sorry, <laughs> I've got the window that. shut and everything. <laughs> It's a little um, steam train at the bottom of the hill. It goes, woo! <laughs> Fabulous. Um, but these, a lot of these women and a lot of the women that, that I network with are, are there to help other women and to give back. And so while they're also looking to build their business, they're also there to help other women which is very important for me. If I'm in a network with a group, I wanna make sure that I'm working with, with women who are willing to lend a hand. Mm. 
and and then I do that myself. You know, we, you know, if we all remember that we're human beings and we're here to uh, create love and joy <laughs> in the world, then we're not in a bubble just looking out for ourselves. You know, we have to share our knowledge and offer encouragement and, you know, be, be a nice person. Yeah. And, and so if I find that I'm entering a room of women who are there with the only purpose to be building their pipeline, then I'm going to turn around and walk out the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's, it's a really important thing for me to remember. Mm. Um, so on the sort of, you know, helping and, and supporting other people and, you know, the work that you do where you're specializing in helping people who've gone through life changing sort of situations, how important do you think it is for you to have been through that yourself and I, I'm sort of asking that because I, I, I read a, a newsletter from someone the other day who is a, a sort of nutritionist and she had gone to have a um, a scan which I, I think must have been quite a serious potential issue which hasn't turned out to be the case but she she was reflecting that actually having been through the process she realized that in all the years where she's been trying to help people in similar situations and she's gone looking for the right nutrition and you know the right right things that they should eat and the supplements and all this sort of stuff and, and it has given her the advice given them the advice what she realized going through the process herself was actually she really wanted somebody to to sort of listen and support and not necessarily come up with all these activities and solutions which ironically is a bit of a sort of um stereotypical male response isn't it but um yeah. but I thought that was a really interesting observation that until she'd actually been in that position herself she wanted mm -hmm. to fix everybody and now she realizes that actually people don't always want to be fixed they just want you to be their support and everything else it, so just with that as the sort of background what, what are your thoughts on the fact that you've been in these life-changing situations yourself and now that's what you want to you know the people you want to work with well, I think it's it's critical for me anyway to have been through and worked through some adversity in order to help other people. Um, that being said, I don't think I need to have had a heart attack in order to help uh, someone who has. I think, uh, you know, specifics don't really matter it's the getting through the the challenge the the traumatic event the uh, you know a diagnosis or something like that that has enabled me to learn really want to learn more about how how we process things and you know, my my brand of coaching is to hold space for my client and and let them discover what it is that is going to help them 
heal. You know, I don't offer solutions. I don't try to fix anyone. I, I hold space and through inquiry, then we peel back the, the layers and, and they find their answers. Um, you know, the, Martha Beck sa says it best. <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you anything about you that you don't already know deep down. Mm -hmm. but, but it's going to take some inquiry to, to find it and I'll help you get there. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's my, uh, my, my belief. Yes. Yeah. So just sort of tacked on to that, uh, another intrigue at this end is <laughs> in your bio, you talk about spending lots of time working with horses and you're training mm -hmm. to become a, a certified, and I can't even pronounce the next word, Equus yep. coach um, mm -hmm. through the Coel Institute. Um, tell us more about that because it's fascinating. I rode when I was young and I, you know, I've sort of kept a, a, an ear and eye out for stories about horse horses sort of since and I hear a lot about how horses have, I don't know, that sort of sixth sense and one of my friends um, coaches people who um, are petrified of horses and horse riding because she was and got over it and she's a coach separately and then does this work with the horse side of things as well so uh, these things sort of touch what I do on and off and I've been quite intrigued over the years uh, so, so tell us more about what what this is and why it's something that that you're doing well I started out as a as a participant and a few years ago, I, I bought a uh, coaching session with a, an Equus coach in New Mexico. And I had never spent much time around horses. I always loved horses, but I, you know, I rode, you know, maybe four times in my life and never, you know, didn't spend any time with horses. So, um, but I was really intrigued by the process. So I, I did that and that, that started my, uh, my spark. And then a friend of mine invited me to join her at a women's Equus retreat in Tucson, uh, I think a year later, two years later. And, you know, that was four days of spending time with horses. And, oh boy, <laughs> I was just hooked. And the following week, I did a workshop with two incredible Equus coaches through the program, They're, they were trained through the program that I'm in now. And it was just, it was pivotal for me. It was just absolutely pivotal. And I decided that I wanted to add that to my training. And mm -hmm. the reason why is because horses are so intuitive and they mirror what the energy that we're putting out. So, and I just came off a, a four day 
training last week um, in California with the horses and the the things I learned about myself were uh, you know they it just cemented <laughs> thoughts that I had and and dispelled other thoughts that I had and it was just it's magic it really is and you know so if you show up and in in our program there's no writing it's not it's not equine therapy um you know we're not i'm not uh trained to go into you know um like ptsd or or anything severely traumatic but but what it does is you're able to get in touch with what your truth is in the presence of a horse because they mirror back to you what what you're putting out so for instance if you go into the round pen with a horse and and you pretend that everything is just fine and um you know life is swell and you know you're just happy as hell and you're you're not <laughs> the horse will let you know that because the horse will essentially turn his back or her back on you and won't interact and it really won't be until you get real and authentic and honest that you'll have a favorable response from the horse um, usually you know if you're standing at the edge of the round pen talking to to your coach and you get honest pretty soon here comes the horse wandering over to um stand right next to you and it's just it's an amazing process and uh, you know, you can you can tell things to the horse that you want to tell someone in your life, and and you do that so that you you can at least voice it to another being, and and that changes your perspective and your ability mm -hmm. and gives you confidence and and it's it's just truly amazing i just i am so excited to start utilizing this and and i i'm just yeah. i'm over the moon with it <laughs> it sounds it sounds so interesting i am um, i'm gonna go and check out the institute and uh, and watch some of the videos as well oh, uh, it does do. sound yeah. and coel is coel is just an amazing woman and and she's she has processed so much in her life and and she's she's truly a horse whisperer she's amazing mm -hmm. yeah because we don't talk about people being whisperers for other animals very often do we it's probably a phrase that's used but that is where it was coined and and sits mm -hmm. really isn't it the horse mm -hmm. whisperer bit yeah yep. yeah yep. so um so what, what did sort of days look like for you in terms of, of how you work and, and how you get stuff done and how you organize yourself? Well, that's a good question because every day <laughs> is a little different, <laughs> yeah. which is the beauty of working for yourself. You know, you don't have to stick to a schedule, but I try to do 
you know, kind of administrative stuff in the morning, um, you know, answer emails and, and um, double check my schedule and so on and so forth. And then the afternoon I try to do client meetings and, um, you know, networking, that sort of thing. So uh, I work, I uh, attend a lot of um, workshops, trying to learn as much about the business side of, of being an entrepreneur. And uh, so I, I do, you know, I attend that sort of thing. And um, I'm just, you know, trying to build my business one day at a time. And, and, um, you know, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of, you know, social media stuff. I have someone helping me with that. And, you know, it's just, um, it's fun. I really love it. It's, it doesn't, none of it feels like work to me. All of it feels like fun and, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm doing it for myself. You know, I'm doing it to make my life better. And not everyone can say that. So well done you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What about um, tools and apps and sort of um, ways of working um, with other people do you use? Uh, Well, the, the, my favorite um, tool for meeting with clients is Zoom. Um, You know, it's, it's like the go-to meeting that we're using here. just a different platform, I guess, different option. And I like that because I can see my clients. It feels like we're sitting across the table from one another. And um, I can work from anywhere with that. And Mm. that's one of the things that is really important to me because I want to be able to, um, you know, travel and still conduct business. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I want to have things that, that will help me stay mobile and, and that sort of thing. Um, I use a, a Acuity scheduling to schedule all my appointments and that processes payments and it's been flawless so far. And um, I use Smarter Q for all of my social media um postings mm-hmm. you know it's a it, I we can put things in there and just queue them up and and they'll post without me having to do a lot of monitoring so that's mm. nice yes yeah that's good thank you and what about you said you worked with an assistant well I ha- I'm working with a business manager right now for until uh January I think um she's she's just amazing and has helped me greatly with my website and with my social media uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, technical term. I, I, yeah, very, very technical term. And I wouldn't be able to do any of that with nearly as much ease. Yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
catastrophe. (laughs) 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 Catastrophe comes to mind if I was attempting to do all of what she's doing for me. If I was trying to do that by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's been a huge help, and and uh, you know I'll have to take over at some point, but. Um, right now, today, I'm in good hands. <laughs> and it was—is that something that you you made a conscious decision to invest in early on, so that you could get that stuff set up to then take it on? Because a lot of people try and do it all themselves, and it takes three times as long. And as you say, is perhaps not quite so professional at the end of the day as well. But you know, right. people try and sort of cut corners, I guess, at the beginning to keep the cost down. Exactly. And uh, I tried to do that. I really did. And uh, what I found was that when I revamped my website, I it turned into a catastrophe, or so I thought anyway. And um, Jan, my business manager, uh, was able to turn, turn that around in a matter of days for me um, as a huge favor. And and then she said, well, you know, I could do this, this, and this. And it just feels like it was the best option for me. Mm. Because what I found was I could sit and work for hours upon hours upon hours and just get stressed and, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sitting here in a pile of tears because I couldn't figure it out because I was making it, I was making it to be a bigger issue than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And so what, what has helped me is having, by having Jan take care of that, those things for me, I'm able to concentrate on the things that, that I need to do that only I yes. can do. And, yeah. and that's, what's important for me is, is knowing when to delegate, and knowing what's a good investment for my business and that has been an, a very good investment for my business yeah and you know you said uh you know everything's fun i really enjoy everything that i do so clearly you know you've you've sort of divvied that up in that way really well because that's motivating you because you are only doing the things that as you say only you can do or the, and that you want to do which is you know what i talk right. about all the time in power to live more and we will come right. back to that in a moment. <laughs> so before that, what about those days when it all goes wrong, it all goes horribly wrong? What, what do you do <laughs> when you have those catastrophes? How do you deal oh, with yes. it? <laughs> well, I cry. I cry. <laughs> and then, get rid of that emotion. Yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, try, you know, I, I try like hell to do some self-coaching. And if that doesn't work, then I reach out to my coach. And um, I probably should do it in the reverse order I should reach out to my coach and then do some self-coaching and then if I still need to cry then I can but um, (laughs) you know old habits die hard and while I love to ask for help sometimes I think that I should know how to do things myself and that's not always the case so when things you know when things turn to hell it's because I'm uh, taking too much control and you know not asking for help Mm, mm. 
And it's good to know that it doesn't always mean that you follow it, does it? <laughs> but it's oh, good to oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't mean that I always follow it, but I, I do try and I'm becoming much more aware yeah. of when I need to just, you know, surrender and, and ask for yeah. help. Yes, yeah, yeah. So coming back to that living more bit, which is where I talk about getting to do more of the things that you want to do and less mm -hmm. of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What does that day look like when you can live more? What has that day been like for you? Oh, gosh. You know, it's. That's a really, you know, that's kind of a, that's a good question. And it's a hard question for me because since I do love all aspects of my business, it's, um, it's kind of hard to separate the work work from the play work. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm going to just play, I would choose to play with horses, um, go hang out. I've got a neighbor that has three horses and, and they're my buddies and I go hang out with them and, and hopefully they'll be my co-facilitators when I start coaching, uh, doing my Equus coaching, but. They, I bet they don't charge you much either, do they? Well, <laughs> you know, they're pretty, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty inexpensive. They're, yeah, they're really, the car, you know, they just like, you know, come on in and give a pet and. You might brush me. That'd be nice. And that sort of thing. So anyway, they, you know, that, that's my, uh, that's my ideal day is spending time with horses, um, spending time with my husband and, and our two little dogs that are, um, adorable, but, uh, they're, they're new for us. And so they're, um, you know, we're all learning about each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's just about, about doing the things that bring me joy. And, and the older I get, the more simple that becomes, you yes. know, the things that bring me joy are, are simpler, which mm -hmm. is so nice. And, you know, I mean, just sitting on my patio with a cup of coffee brings me mm -hmm. so much joy. And, you know, spending time with really good friends and with my tribe mates, you know, who who are all on the same page that I'm on. And it's just, you know, my life is just, it's it's really quite wonderful and I love it. Excellent, and that's uh, a lovely. That doesn't lovely mean. Finish your, oh yes, yeah, that doesn't mean yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean that that it's a cakewalk, but um, <laughs> and that you know, I definitely am not one of those uh, business owners who um, have it all going on, and you know, <laughs> or yeah. at least pretend to, that I do, um, you know. But I think I'm, it's a much stronger message, which is that whatever's going on, I find the joy in those moments. Exactly. And that's I think that's the the, the stronger message. So thank yep. you, Nancy. That that was great. So tell people how they can know, uh, not know, find out more about you and connect with you. Well, my website is www.amazingoutlookcoaching.com. And my email is nancy at 
amazingoutlookcoaching.com. And I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and all those places. So I'd all love right. to hear from you all. Brilliant. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you, Joe. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation, and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease, along with materials like templates, checklists, and planners to keep you motivated, organised, and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com/getcalm. Use your power to live more.